3: Hey everyone, welcome to Web to
0: Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It is Thursday, August the 25th, four more shopping months till Christmas. And uh, we have a seriously fun show for you today. Um, coming up in about 10-15 minutes, we have Tom Craver. Uh, Rochester, New York-based SEO, uh, well-known personality in the SEO world, and a uh, writer for Search Engine Watch and general man-about-town in search marketing, and a fellow who apparently had a great time in San Francisco last week. Dave, Dave Davies from beanstalk SEO, you were uh, you were at SES San Francisco, and you were hanging out with Tom and Miranda and John and the Pope. Sounds like you guys had a good time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we we had a uh, a fantastic time there um you know as as always tons to learn in the sessions um, and as always if it could be possible even more after the sessions um so yeah just just an absolutely fantastic time fantastic black hat white hat panel um which is a great time of course as you know we can't uh, can't talk about what was chatted about there but a um, lot of great information. Probably uh, probably the session that I think is almost most missed. Um, if you don't attend, and, I, and I'm sure you'd agree, and you hosted a fantastic one in Toronto, um, because you can't blog about it. And so it's it's the one that if you're not there, you, you get nothing from it, but a lot of really, really interesting techniques talked about. Some of them that worked in the past, some of them just confessions to purge the soul, and some of them that, that still work uh, you know, very, very well. So... Um, really interesting, and uh, yeah, had a great time. And uh, well, I guess we we met the Pope. So there you are. Uh, for for all of our for all of our listeners here, we didn't actually meet the Pope. Um, there was a dinner in something called the Pope Room, um, and there was a bust of the Pope on on the table. So
0: okay, um. but it was a significant <laughs> bust. Uh, all the Facebook pictures and the. Uh, <laughs> The uh, tweets and I'm so sorry I couldn't make it but as it turns out me not going was time well spent uh, at an interview with a fairly major Canadian corporation last Monday and as it turns out we got the contract
2: well and that's fantastic and I mean if that could be overshadowed by anything and I don't know if it can but if it could the reason you couldn't attend was a, uh, a wedding in the family so if, if you've got to miss one that's a good reason and I I kind of half uh you know with a smile on my face apologize for the taunting texts that I sent through. Uh
0: yeah, that was awful, man. I I suspect uh, those came I suspect your fingers were well lubricated by that
2: point. <laughs> yeah, and I was being egged on by by your good friend and mine Brandy. So <laughs> oh, That that
0: So-and-so, that Brandy Shapiro, Babbitt, that so-and-so. What has she ever done in the industry, really, now? I know, I know. What gives her the right? Yeah, good lord. (laughs) Okay, um, as I said, we have a a really interesting show, and uh, normally, late summer is the time when absolutely nothing happens in the world, so we get to to sit and talk about, you know... Silly stuff, but we can't today be talking. Actually, we have something really serious to talk about. I'm pretty sure it's going to come up when we have Tom on. But I, I, I want to touch on it now. Um, seismic shift in the world of computing and developments. Um, Steve Jobs uh, up and resigned as CEO of, of Apple. He's going to um, continue to be the chair of the board, but um, he's no longer chief executive officer.
2: That's kind of neat. That's pretty heavy. That that is pretty heavy. Um, yeah, I'm not, you know, be, because of the circumstances of of everything, and um, you know, you, you don't want to comment in like a, any, you know, this could be a could be a good thing, um, but I am optimistic for Apple. Um, but I, I do hope that there are, I mean, now I, am not a Mac user as, as far as my, my personal computer goes, but I am an iPhone user. Um, this is going to change a lot in direction. Um, you know, one may hope and, and, and I really hope that the new direction they, they start heading in, um, is one that is, um, uh, perhaps a little more friendly to developers, um, and a little more, um, acceptable or, or accepting rather of, um, of what we, as users are actually um requiring of of our devices in, in terms of expandability and and access to to various applications and stuff like that, but um it, it is a shame it it's a massive change um that's going to be taking place at Apple. You know this I know this i mean everybody you know in the world knows this um it it's a fairly massive thing um i I think it will hurt them short term but but it is apple they will you know they'll they'll continue on um I just hope for their sake that that they can maybe adapt um, a little more because you know sometimes a new a new vision um can help things right I mean so, sometimes just having that you know a, a new leader at the helm can can adjust things a little bit so um, well, that should uh, be noted
0: that it should be noted that Steve Jobs hasn't gone away he's still chair of the board of directors that runs Apple he's not doing the day to day hands-on uh, running of the company or, or innovation that he's known for. Um, so yesterday yesterday when I heard that, that uh, Jobs had resigned, I started researching. him, researching his past, and, you know, you think you know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> what I didn't know, and, you know, what I, what I, what I, what I wish I had, you know, Jobs has uh, 313 patents to his name.
2: I didn't know the number, but I mean, I I think you and I, that's not surprising, is it? Uh,
0: Uh, He was one of the co-inventors of the personal computer, him mm -hmm. and Steve Wozniak. Um, Okay, well, perhaps they weren't the co-inventors of the first personal computer, but they were the guys who made it usable to virtually any computer, to virtually anybody. They made us mass computer users. But, you know... He's also patented um, obviously the the i the I line of devices the ipods the iphones um, mm-hmm. various media players, but some of the original laptops were Steve Jobs' creations. Some of the some of the some 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 weirder things like specific hinges to hold computer monitors, um, specific types of packaging. A Way to Build a Staircase. Really, honest to goodness. It's one of his patents. Um, Where is that one? Uh, A claim on the ornamental design for a staircase essentially shown and described... um, Well, actually, it's very difficult to describe the staircase, but Steve Jobs patented the method of building a staircase. Um, While I... Personally, adamantly disagree with the closed shop mentality that runs Apple products. I think that's bad for the internet. And I think it's bad for freedom of information and freedom of innovation. Gotta say that man um, changed the world, saved his comp- saved Apple twice, and is such a legendary figure that on the news of his resignation, when he made the announcement. Apple stock dropped about 18 billion dollars, which, actually, according to a tweet put out by our upcoming guest Tom Graver is roughly equal to the uh, gross domestic product of Uruguay. That's pretty. Impre- that's pretty impressive. An announcement makes your makes your company drop the GDP of a
2: sovereign state. Wow. Yeah yeah no i mean it's 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 about i mean no i don't think anybody can 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 question um you know his 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 impact um but you know, I mean, uh, at the same time, I, I think we're going to see, we always see these sorts of things, right? A blip. Um, instability does it. I mean, heck, we see it, and we've seen it many times in, in just a currency, right? An election comes up, and, you know, you don't quite know what the government's going to be, and so the currency drops, and then, the, you know, no matter who wins, the currency stabilizes after. I think we're going to see the same sort of thing here. Um, you know, nobody can question whether jobs is is, is capable or, or, or insightful, uh, into what the future is, but we know that with any corporation, he is the figurehead. But there's a huge um, corporation behind him, innovating and, and coming up with ideas. I don't think we're going to see any slowdown to that. It will be interesting to see if the core policies and, and core ideologies, um, and, and as you note, my big problem with Apple is this: is this you know sort of walled fortress aspect to to what you can do with their devices? I would like to see that loosened up uh, a little bit, and, and and I think if we don't then we're going to see some, some problems for Apple down the road, but um, you with know, some of the recent announcements over the last couple months about their earnings and valuation and stuff like that, in, in a lot of ways um, it, it's actually not a bad time for this to happen um, to go out on, on such incredible high notes um, and, and really just leave your legacy as, as I built um, you know, this, this company that became more valuable than, than many nations are
0: yeah, and it's it's important to note. There's been no announcements on uh, Steve Jobs' health. This sure. may simply be that um, it's time for him to move on. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's entering his late middle age. He has seriously, he has more money than um, any human could 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 expect to spend in their lifetime, and then some. Yeah, and uh, you know, as well as being a workaholic and a uh, and a, a very tough taskmaster, Steve Jobs has been known throughout his life as a guy who actually likes to let loose and party. Maybe, just maybe, that's less to do with his health and more to do with him wanting to enjoy,
2: enjoy life. Indeed, I, I have considered that too, that if this isn't actually a direct, I'm sick um, type scenario, I, I think there may have been some impact on he has gone through that and, and it may have bred some realization that, hey, you know what? Um, there comes a time when, when maybe you just want to step back and, and and enjoy the fruits of of many many decades of labor. Um,
0: yeah, that's how I feel.
2: Other uh. uh, <laughs> um, things in the news. I'm just going to jump because I know we've got great guests coming up here and and um, other, you know in the news as well. Um, I don't know if you heard about the half billion dollar um, sort of settlement on the part of Google. Yeah. um well i, I yeah, of course you have because you're up on these sorts of things and and basically they've agreed to pay their half a billion dollars that's a b for anybody listening in who might have missed that um to avoid prosecution on the advertisements in canada well from canada uh for canadian drug companies which are a violation of of um u.s law um so, yes, they, they've, they've agreed to purchase that. Jim, what, what do you think? I mean, I think the, the reasons that they've agreed to just pay this half billion dollars is pretty clear. Um, what do you think this means for Google? I think it means that Google's not
0: – I think it means that Google uh, got caught with their hands in the cookie jar, and they're not allowed to um, allow Canadian pharmacies or Canadian affiliate marketers uh, marketing Canadian pharmaceuticals to an American, uh, to an American audience. That's what I right. think it means. Um, what I what I find funny though is how years ago, two, two or three years ago, Google formally announced they were cutting off all ads for Canadian pharmaceuticals, mm-hmm. as as they should have. That was that was you know uh, correctly following U.S. law. But uh, several of their um, several of their clients, uh, some some uh, Floridian, New York. Um, Iowa and, I think, Texan pharmacies somehow continued an affiliate program that distributed Canadian pharmaceuticals, and using their um, American addresses, continued to advertise on Google's AdWords system, and that's mm-hmm. what they got burned for, and that's what they're paying out for, and that's why I'm saying they got ha- caught with their hand in the cookie jar, because this is Google. How did they not know?
2: Oh, indeed, indeed. We we all know they knew. Um and just for 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 our listeners in case you don't understand sort of why they, they may do this, um, basically Google was, was needing to avoid actually having this as a demand on them, actually going through the entire legal process. Um we all know they have huge issues right now with um, you know, antitrust and, and all sorts of privacy um you know, legal issues in the United States and abroad. Um, so, what they want to do here is not keep that onto the record as something that they have had to contend with. Basically, this will no longer count as a uh, black mark on their record as they proceed forward into this. To me, that's the big reason why they they decided to settle for this whopping amount of money. Well, um, also, is historically,
0: just, Dave. Historically, Google's been adverse to doing anything in open court because that may require them to reveal. Uh, at least part of their algorithms. I mean, right. if, if, if if I wanted to stick it to Google, and I was I was one of the uh, the uh, uh, attorney generals. Um, is that what they have in the states, attorney generals? I forget. I'm sorry, I forget my terminology. But if I was one of the one of the prosecutors, and I really wanted to stick it to Google, I'd ask about ranking formulas. Why the Canadian pharmacy came up above an American pharmacy?
2: Yep, Even and if you know, know what?
0: The obvious answer, I'd still ask. Yeah, to and this, this is. Better.
2: This is definitely one of those cases, since Google had said they didn't want, like, that that they had pulled these things. This is definitely one of the few cases where they could demand portions of the algorithm and actually win it? it.
0: Prove you didn't know. Prove yeah. you didn't know. Yeah. And they can't. So they'll nope. settle for anything. Just don't let this go to court.
2: Right. Right.
0: Okay. Uh, just Studio just messaged me. On the line we have Michael Meyer, the uh, president and CEO of net. Um, we've had Michael on a few times a uh, few times here on Webcology uh, just to refresh listener's memory GetMeListed.net is an emerging and an insanely robust local search analytics tool <laughs> um, full disclosure my company does uh, a little bit of publicity work for GetMeListed.net and uh, well uh, that, uh, I mean, let's be honest here. That connection got Michael on the show today because Michael's here to announce the last 20 spots in an expanded beta test. Um, Michael Meyer, President and CEO of GetMeListed.net, welcome back
1: to WebCology. Thanks for having me. How's it going, Jim, Dave? It's, it's well. going fantastic. I, I'm going
2: to jump in here and say because I have absolutely no financial. Uh, incentives nor nor ties to this so i'm just gonna (laughs) gonna gonna jump in and say i am a beta tester um and one of my staff and i have been playing with it um it is worth signing out trying to get one of those last 20 spots so as somebody with no incentive here so that we're not a a totally skewed uh a skewed comment um love having you on the show michael um and it's a it's a fine product and i think those last 20 spots are uh are valuable to to whichever our listeners uh, end up grabbing them.
1: Thank you. I, I agree. So what we want to do is we want to you know bring in some more beta testers because we're closing out the beta at the end of the August. August thirty first is the last day, and we're going to be launching shortly thereafter. Now, just a little in additional incentive for any of your listeners, if you want to if you do make it into the beta, you get uh, free access until we go live, as well as an additional thirty days once we go live. And then you also are entitled to some special pricing if you, you know, when you stay on and become a customer of ours. And um, great platform. I, I don't any any more endorsement. Thank you, Dave. You gave uh, a great endorsement of the product. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much what we wanted to say. So beta's closing out August thirty first. Twenty spots left.
0: Well, Michael, um, just give the. Half- how hard is it to become part of the beta group? What, what what do listeners have to do if they want to become part of the beta group?
1: It's pretty easy. You just gotta have you just have to go to getme listed net. You're gonna see a little box that says I have a code or I don't have a code. And in the box it says I have a code or an invitation. You just put Webcology all lowercase, and that's that way we know you came from, you know, the Webcology radio show. And we'll let you in one of those last 20 spots.
3: Oh, my
0: good Dave for a reference code. Isn't that amazing? <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I'm going to jump in here for, for just a second. Just, um, I know we've, we've covered this in the past before, but we haven't covered it here, and I know we're, we're tight for time. But, um, Michael, if you can just give a, a fairly quick summary, um, what is this that people are, are trying to get into the beta for?
1: Perfect. Not a problem. Yemi Listed, it's a local marketing analytics platform and recommendation engine. And so what we've been able to do is we've been able to take all the different elements that encompass local search, including social search engines, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, as well as mobile sites, and we've been able to aggregate it into one platform where you can manage your, your, your listings or your companies or your locations, visibility, presence, and search rankings. So all of that is in one central location. You can manage all the different data aspects. We have a very, very robust um, analytics aspect where you can analyze keywords, competitors, some great research functionalities for citations and reviews, as well as the ability to create automated reports for clients.
0: Excellent. Okay, so friends, go to GetMeListen.net. Sign up for the beta. Um, you want to have a lot more control of uh, of local search, and um, you, know, you know that years ago we would say that uh, next year is the year of local. Next year is the year uh, year of mobile. Next year is the year of mobile. Now that we're clearly in the era of mobile, right now is the year of local. Because local equals or mobile equals logo, local. Friends, go to getmelisted.net, sign up for the beta. And uh, Michael Meyer, thanks for joining us. i um, glad to give you the space to, to,
1: to help out the SEO community. Thanks. Thanks a lot for giving me your time. Dave, thanks again for your endorsement. And uh, again, everybody, getmelisted.net, invitation code Webcology. Um, if you can't make it, please check back in mid-September, and we will be live. And uh, we'll have some great promotions for first-time users then.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Uh, friends, that was Mike Meyer, President and
0: CEO of GetMeInness.net. Stick around. we got Tom Craver, uh, SEO from from Upper New York State, and a general man about town in the SEO community. On am back with Dave Davis from Beanstalk SEO. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You listen to Webcology and webmasterradio.fm.
2: Stay tuned. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. will be back after this short break. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrands with a Z for
3: eBrands. bruiseclay.com. All celebrity voices are impersonated. Example number 74 of dialogue. You will never read in our chat room.
0: I have an affiliate offer for you. I want to interest you in
3: pineapples. You want me to sell pineapples?
0: Actually, I'll have some apple pie a la mode. It pleases me. Or maybe cobbler.
2: Goodbye. Make deals and make money with people like you without the spam.
0: I don't like being kicked out. You make me feel ignored. Goodbye
3: the webmasterradio.fm chat room live in real time every day. Click on the chat tab from our homepage.
2: Don't get caught in a web of confusion.
3: Learn the ropes on webmasterradio.fm.
2: We're everywhere off Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here
3: are the host Jim Hedger and Dave Davies.
0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beamstock SEO. And we're going to be joined in just a moment by uh, Tom Craver. Um, studio and Tom are working out uh, what appear to be a appears to be a small technical difficulty, but that's cool, because Dave and I always have tons and tons of stuff to talk about, including Facebook updating their sharing options. Uh, could this be because Google Plus is scaring the heck out of them, or uh, what, do you, what do you say, Dave? Um, as of yesterday, Google, Facebook has launched a new set of privacy options, giving users more control over tags and uh, post visibility. One of the things that made Google Plus so popular was the ability to control uh, with whom you're sharing. Is Facebook reacting to Google?
2: Yeah, and I think that's perfectly fine. Um, I think they are. And, I mean, you know, that's just listening to what people want. Um, and it, it's funny because it, it may be that. It may be that, hey, they, they're seeing that people are are, are really liking this. Um, I don't know that it's a it's a threat per se. I don't know if they're looking at this going, "Gee, this is what's going to destroy us," because you know Google has these circles and this and that. Um, but what I think this is more uh, more a part of is looking and going, "Yeah, great idea. They've implemented it differently than Google. Circles is a fantastic idea. I'm sure you like it. I like it. Uh, my grandmother wouldn't. Right? Like it, now for her, it's just going to make things more difficult to do this or that. So um i think it's uh you know a, a, a fantastic idea and at, at the bottom of an article over at search engine watch they bring out a, a really interesting point um and i'll touch on this really fast cuz I, I know we want to get to uh get to tom but since its launch um, in july of this year facebook sitting at um 162 million us visitors that's us um july or in uh, in june it was 160 in may it was 157 um, and all Google properties combined, 182 um, total views um, on Facebook um, in June, 870 million unique visitors with 1 trillion page views. So, is is Google Plus damaging Facebook? No, well, <laughs> no, it's just not. Know,
0: we actually, we actually, we have Tom Craver on the line now, and um, I know Tom is intensely interested in Google Plus and in all social <laughs> media. Um, and I also know that uh, Tom has just gotten off the phone with folks at Google about exactly this. So, um, Tom, Tom Craver, welcome to Webcology.
3: Well, thank you, gentlemen. How are you guys? Amazing. Amazing.
0: Amazing.
3: Um, you know, well, let's, actually, let's,
0: let's just keep this whole, the whole conversation going. Tom, what do you think about uh, Google Plus versus Facebook? Facebook reacting to Google, Google reacting to Facebook. What, what's really going on here?
3: Come on, a little competition for everybody is always a good thing, isn't it? You know, Facebook has had the the dominance for so long, and, and has it really been exactly what we want, you know, between as marketers or as individuals or anything? I mean, it's, it's got features for everything. I mean, there's, there's still kids at the college I work at here that, you know, a few of them, not many of them, still like to hang out on MySpace. I mean... You know what? What works for you? What doesn't? I, I like I like Google Plus from a more business standpoint. First of all, it's a clean site, You can start over again. You've got the circles. You know you can you can you can share only the things you want with certain groups. You know it's it's almost like a private party, and and we still don't have to actually talk to each other face to face. You know, <laughs> but you know it, it happens. But uh, it's I don't, I don't know the numbers you threw out there. I mean, yeah, 182 million visits for all the Google properties. That's all the Google properties. I mean, how many of those are Gmail or Search or, you know, analytics? So um, it's, it's kind of misleading. But And, and everybody t- talks about how, you know, oh, yeah, great. You, Google's jumping up to 25 million visitors already, and they're the fastest-growing social, social network. Of course it is. I mean, it's 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 new. They've looked at everybody else's mistakes, and and people are hurrying to jump out there because hey, well, it's Google and it's different, and we knew this was coming, so let's be the first ones to be on board. And and mostly it was geeks and marketers, and and now it's starting to be a lot more other people. And uh, again, the college kids over here are, are loving it actually. So well, you know, that, that
0: actually that actually makes me want to ask. Um, noticing Facebook changing its privacy policies and, and expanding. Uh, the ability for the user to have uh, unique sharing options. Is Facebook reacting to all the – is to the Technorati leaving it for Google Plus? Well, I would – It seems like it's all the techies who are at Google Plus now.
3: It really does, too, because the techies know the basis. I mean, I've said this before. It's – you're giving your information out there anyway. There's, there's a whole security issue when you start throwing pictures of your family and friends and your dog and your house and, you know, everything else you want to share on a social network. And the question becomes this. Do you want to share with Facebook who are getting, you know, accused of all kinds of nasty nasties with different governments and other security breaches and privacy breaches? And, you know, <laughs> Mark's, Mark's picture drinking beer was out there for everybody to see, but, you know, he really intended to do that, not, you know. Or do you want to give it all to Google, who has every ounce of data under the sun about you anyway? And and my two cents, and this is my own personal thing, if you're going to share and trust any information to a third-party site, frankly, I'm going to give it to Google before I give it to Facebook because, let's face it, Google does have the best and probably the highest paid engineers on the planet. And if anybody's going to keep people out as best as possible, it's going to be Google. You know? And
0: also, I mean, uh, to to build on your point there, Tom, um, Google gets a lot of knocks on this show end, you know, pretty much anywhere in the in the tech community. But mm-hmm. um, let's face it: when posed with a problem like a privacy issue or a uh, consumer complaint of any sort, Google tends to react pretty quickly. They 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 actually do seem to care about the "try not to do evil" mantra.
3: They do. I mean, they they're they're human, like anybody else. They're going to make a mistake. You know, can you say buzz or wave? But when they do make a mistake, they they try to correct it. And if they don't correct it, they just kind of sweep it under the rug. Like like wave. Wave was like, yeah, we, we don't really know what this is, but we know it's cool, and we're onto something here. You know, buzz was, oh crap, look what we did. We got to fix this now. So and and they they tried really hard, and they they had a black eye for it, but they did really well to try to you know. Keep their shareholders happy and keep everybody else happy, and say, "Look, we're sorry. We know we did wrong, and, and let's see what we can do to fix it."
0: Well, and a significant amount of Google Wave seems to have appeared in Google Plus. <laughs> it, um, it, it, I mean, we at Webmaster Radio we we, we planned um, the second affiliate convention using Google Wave exclusively, and it worked wonderfully. I see, I see a lot of similarities between Wave and some of the features in Plus.
3: You know the. the the graphical interface of Wave never went away. It really just kind of distributed itself across all of their products. And, and you're right. There are a lot of similarities in, in Google Plus as well. And they've been converging on, the, I mean, the, the whole gray bar thing and everything else they've got going on now. They've been converging on a, a common theme for all their properties for quite some time. And, and I think you're right. I think Wave was probably a big part of that.
0: So it's like, is Google Plus the one ring? You know, the one ring that's supposed to bind them all and, and rule them and, and make them all work together?
3: That's what we're led to believe, right? I mean... um presumably voice is coming and a whole bunch of other things are coming. You know, They want to add business pages and, and are they doing it faster than they wanted to or not? And do they really just have that blind of an eye that business pages weren't going to be that important? But, you know, they had the places pages and they've been modifying place pages for a long, long time and trying to tweak them and fine-tune them and it almost seems like they're going to rush now to get them into, into uh, Google Plus now. But, yeah, I mean, they've been trying to integrate everything to one spot for a while. They've had the Google dashboard. If you had an account, you had this whole dashboard thing it wasn't terribly helpful, and everything was still segmented. But now they're starting to converge all these things together and, and kind of bring them all together. So that's that's what we're told. Um, it would be really neat. The whole single sign-on thing scares a lot of people in the in the security world. But you know, um, you know, I personally use the two-factor authentication, and I, I feel a lot I, I feel a lot safer. I know I'm not safe, but I feel a lot safer with that. So um, you know, it, it's presumably it is the is the everything. It, it is the end-all, be-all. It's it's almost religious, wouldn't you say, Dave?
2: I, I would. <laughs> and, and, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it is. Um, one thing I – sorry, I, I just want to jump back just for for a quick sec here um, because you, you almost, in a weird way, sort of prove the point that some people are, are saying about this. Now, you, you mentioned the college kids, and I think it's, it's important to talk about and, – and, and a great segue to go, hey, Tom, where are you from – Which college is that, and does that demographic actually fit with their pre-existing demographic um, (laughs) that they were getting right out of the gate?
3: Well, the college I work for, I work for a a college in a a larger university. I work for a a business school, the Saunders College of Business, inside the Rochester Institute of Technology. And, And RIT is... Notoriously a technical college, we have a lot of you know techies. They they want to be cutting edge. They want to be bleeding edge. We were one of the first universities to have an actual bat- bachelor's and master's program in in game development and design. and And people like Xbox and, and EA love us. But that's that's the mindset of what we're dealing with at least on this campus. It's a lot of techno geeks that that love bleeding edge, and they all jumped on this. I I have I have student friends that were on Google Plus before I was. I mean, not by much, maybe an hour or two. Don't get me wrong, but you know, as as someone you know who writes for Search Engine Watch and talks about this all the time, you know, you think we would be the ones that had the accounts first? No, I actually had another faculty member who let me in, but there were several students that we we share as you know as uh, you know, common friends basically that that pretty much left us you know left us high and dry, saying, "Hey, we're in, ha." <laughs> uh, I mean,
0: no, they had no choice. You remember the initial days when, like, you got your Google, you got you got into Google Plus, and like, you thought like just inviting somebody was like giving them or uh, including them in a circle was giving them an invitation. And so I'm not giving invitations to everybody, but you know, it didn't actually work that way.
3: <laughs> well, all the sysadmin student types here, I mean, they're all about oh, I have root access, I'm I have power over you. It was exactly that too. It was oh, I have a Google invite. Do you want one? And you know, there's a there's a small hour and a half window of time tonight where I can send them out. I'll send out as many as I can and I'm cool because I invited more. I mean I'm sure it was one of the RIT students that started those little graphics for the profile that said I was on Google Plus before you or before it was chic or whatever. I'm sure it was one of the RIT students who did that.
0: <laughs> so let's let's break this down um, a little bit further even. Um, I had a couple clients who are Confused about the Google Plus buttons that I've placed on all of their pages. They click them, and Google asks them to fill in a profile. So they, don't, they clearly didn't have pre-existing uh, personal Google accounts. Um, or if they did, they, they, they hadn't logged in when, when clicking the Plus One. Right. What is the Plus One there for? Why is it there?
3: Oh, come on. It's there to compete with the Facebook like. I mean, that's... that's...
0: <laughs> okay, but what does it do? Besides, besides asking new users to fill in a profile, what does it do? What's the purpose?
3: Really, that's... it's Wow. It's all about creating the profile and giving more data to Google. I, you know, I, I'm going to go on that limb and actually publicly say that one because um, really, truly, Google, Google is all about collecting information. I, I had a conversation with a Googler at one point in time who is very tight-lipped about everything, as Google wants that person to be. And when I said something about, well, what's the hard drive space like? Are you collecting all this data? The answer was basically, we don't really care. Just give us more data. We'll take care of it. And I, I truly feel, and, and of, of all the things to say, I don't think that was the one thing that should have been left out there. But um, this is the kind of person that doesn't give me anything else. But uh, really, basically, it's give them more data. Fill out a profile. When they brought the whole me on the web thing up a few months ago, it was shh, me on the web. It was a way of searching for yourself, and uh, it's, in, it's in the dashboard somewhere. Um, and there's a, there's a Search Engine Watch article I wrote about it a while back. But um, basically, me on the web. And if you want to use this and, and find out what people are saying about you and where you are online and what people look, see you as online, fill out this profile and give us more of your information, and we'll let you have access to this. So
0: that's basically... I mean, I know that's not all that the Google Plus button does, but so far, from what you've described, we're all promoting and going gaga over a technology that is, in fact, more
3: information intrusive than Facebook was. In essence, I I would have to agree with that. Uh, You said that. I'll just agree to it. Um.
0: Google, its name is Jim Hedger, but you already knew that, didn't you? Oh, that got you. Yeah, Jim. (laughs)
3: Jim said that, yes. Yeah, yeah. Certain people that weren't at certain events can, you know, are going to just be put under the gun on that one. So, um, no, really, it's 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 really about giving more information to Google. Now, the question is why um, they don't want to do evil, they don't want to you know be a part of that. But here, in order to use this, you need to fill out a profile. And what was the first thing they said about Google Plus? If you want to join Google Plus, you need to fill out a public profile. And if you don't fill out your public profile and make it public for everybody by July thirty first, we're going to delete it on you. I mean, it's. It's hard to say, you know, what's the plus one button for? Well, it's a, it's a competitor to Facebook. It's, it's it's their version of the like, fine. Like was a great name. They couldn't buy it from Facebook, and Facebook certainly wouldn't give it up. But why why all this give us your profile, give us your profile, give us your profile, make an account? And that's that's the question that that is always unanswered. But, hey, look, it's shiny and cool. I mean, it's, it's almost like the Apple syndrome, right? Only Apple isn't asking for all this personal information. Well, not a ton of personal information, at least. It's shiny and cool, and it's an idea and an image here. And and we want you to, to build it. And they, they're great at building their brand, aren't they? But uh,
0: Absolutely. Yeah. But, okay, so, so Google doesn't want information just for information's sake. And uh, certainly after you've filled in your profile and you're able now to use the plus one button without getting the annoying call to fill in your profile, what effect does clicking plus one have on the individual user?
3: Presumably they share the information and, and basically say, yep, here you go, this is nice, I like this. But at the same time, it's buried right now on a different tab that no one really sees. Um, it's, it's only going to feed the social results, and I would wager a guess it's because Bing has jumped in line with Facebook, and you know, they have all their TV commercials saying, look, your friends recommend this, and it's in our search results. And Google didn't have that. So now they can say so-and-so share this on PLUS One, and there it is, You're, you have a friend that likes this.
0: Okay. Um, I think there's more to it than that, but on that, we have to we have to take a break for a few minutes here on Web Ecology on Webmaster So on behalf of Dave Davies from Beatsock seo this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. We're joined by Tom Craver, and we'll be back after these messages.
2: Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. will be back after this short break.
1: Two, one,
2: boost ignition. Ascend into new heights of ranking and revenue with a search engine friendly online shopping cart that's ready for liftoff introducing a sender cart a sender cart optimizes your shopping cart with easy to use seo tools that will help build keywords titles and tags for top search engine rankings get all of the advantages of having a shopping cart on your site and monitor your progress with regular reports in just a click Prepare to launch your shopping cart to the top of the search engines with Ascender Cart. Learn more about what Ascender Cart can do for you at ascendercart.com. AscenderCart.com. As you know, being an expert at <gasps> f-
1: what did she say
2: requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with? F- Authority on search vendors.
3: Podcasting at the speed of sound.
2: Webmasterradio.fm. The flamethrower. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on Webmasterradio.fm. You're the host, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Well, welcome back, everybody. We are here once again with Tom Kraber. Um Just Hello? continuing on the discussion that we were on about previously, Tom, we were chatting about plus ones we We sort of alluded to this being a factor, certainly in personalization. Um, what do you think of it as a ranking factor signal?
3: Well, naturally, anybody who interacts with it, um, Google has first hand data on on exactly what what you think of something, so you know they tell us that's going to to be a factor. I mean personalization is is everything now i I think they're really not caring about the SEOs anymore now, and they really want to tell the world, hey we we, we want you to use us, we want to be more relevant." you know I almost think sometimes maybe they can't be more relevant or, or don't know how to tweak the algorithm enough to, to make it more relevant so here let's personalize it and and have all these different features for people who want to customize their own thing I and mean, we've seen that time and time again even if you don't log into Google and you do multiple searches they are going to change the second and third and fourth and and so on results based on what's you know what you've typed in previously and and what it thinks you're doing next so a plus one button, if you're, if you're signed in and using the account together with your search history, I mean, that's really going to make a difference as far as customizing results based on your social circles. And, and what are those? It's not just Google Plus uh, as, as the, the network itself or the project, as they call it, but it's also as, you know, your email contacts. I mean, there's, you know, there's speculation, but really, are they, are they sharing things from your email or at least are they personalizing things based on things in your email you know, and with the new attribution with analytics now, are they going to be finding out who clicked a link from an email and ended up on a plus page or a page that was plus one on the web? So will it will it affect rankings? Absolutely. It's probably going to drive the more plus ones you have. I'm sure it's going to drive those pages toward the top. Will it be the end-all be-all? Uh, if you have two pages that rank the same and, and look the same and, and have the same speed in being returned to the user, will that actually, but there's more plus ones on one page? Yeah, I think that would set one apart.
2: Now, that then leads to the question, do you think they're about to head, uh, you know, sort of the route of page rank, you know, sort of circa the early 2000s? Is the plus one going to become, and, and we've already kind of seen it, um, become a, a high demand commodity? Um, and will they find themselves in trouble just from, from, from basically creating a, a marketplace for the plus one?
3: Oh, they already have that. I mean, anything Google right. says, it becomes it becomes a uh, it becomes a commodity. It's just it's it's again it's it's shiny. It's new. It's Google. We have to have it. Um, you know, I've I've seen you know people saying we'll 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 sell you plus ones. We'll go through and, and plus one you from all these different accounts in different places. So um, no one really knows effectively how it's how it's affecting the rankings right now. It will certainly recommend you. And if there's a person they can put through there and that person has a public profile, and it adds the, the, the feeling that, yes, we have a personalized result for you based on your friends and your whatevers, then absolutely you're going to get some kind of uh, you know a boost out of that, and it provides value for them.
2: So, okay, I'm going to jump us off. Just there's, there's a few other subjects. I just want to make sure we hit, and we've, we've chatted about this, and I, I think you're, you're completely on point. And yeah, as soon as Google does anything, really. Somebody's going to try and abuse it. That's just the fact of the matter. Um, I don't know if you've had a chance to visit uh, Search Engine Journal and see their eighteen points, um, you know, SEO recommendations or or, or SEO, you know, list of here's what you need to do. What are your What are your thoughts? I mean, I'm going to admit I looked through this and kind of chuckled. for for our guests who don't know, head on over to Search Engine Journal, um, and it's just Bing gives a list of eighteen SEO fundamentals is the name of the article. Um, what was what, what was your take on this?
3: Well, you know I'm I, I like Search Engine Journal. I read Search Engine Journal, um, and I'm not going to disagree with anything in these these eighteen points here. But really, I, I kind of thought this was like the you know you talk about how do you build good content? You build content with top ten lists or whatever. I thought this was just a, a, a giant top ten list of things that you should know anyway if it's if you've got a client that's 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 new to what SEO is and say, "Oh our last guy did all this and that's why he was so cheap why can you justify your cost then you show them this list um, if you're new into SEO and you're're you're just starting off and trying to be an SEO you should know these things and if you don't then then definitely it has some value because so you should, you should learn these but um, for the most part I mean don't use link farms don't buy links you know don't don't have duplicate content and there's an issue there with duplicate content is it or is it not? A penalty, and uh, for the most part, we all th- seem to think it is. Um, you know, create an RSS feed. Use, use schema. dot org. You know, no matter what rich snippets you use, um, it doesn't really matter which one, schema or you know any of the, the standardized ones. There's a whole bunch from from HTML five that are that are kind of de facto standards now. But as long as you use some kind of rich markup and rich snippets on your site, the, the engines are going to crawl and, and understand that. So, um, no, these are all very very good solid fundamentals to to know and and work by
2: you know you you bring up a good point and i did i I read through it and of course you know as somebody who's been doing this for i lost track probably you know three years ago uh of exactly how long but i sort of read through and 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 maybe wrongly i kind of chuckled they are some some good basics um but of course i read through and went wow this is you know this brilliant grasp of the obvious here right don't look well, yeah, your absolutely, website absolutely. right well, but it's a but top top you're 10 list
3: right. For content right
2: although, but although
0: i, I would want to point out there's a couple there's a couple points in here that might actually differentiate from uh, or might be different
3: which which one specifically
0: number 7 um, when you build links focus on keyword relevant anchor tags that link back to quality content on your page okay that makes sense
3: mm-hmm. and
0: and webmasters out there you should be doing this but there is discussion in the SEO community about overuse of anchor text in, uh, or of keyword text in anchor tags, Absolutely. being um, either spammy or a signal to Google that this page has been like you know, professionally treated.
3: I, I think you're. I, I agree with you completely. But I think you're kind of over overstating what what is written here. I, I really think this was supposed to be more along the lines of, as opposed. To, you know, if you. I guess. What's the intent, right? If the the rest of the sentence was as opposed to using click here or a web address, then okay. this is basic. If it's as you know, if it's use anchor tags, you know properly with good quality words inside them, that's one thing. But you're right; you shouldn't just overstuff keywords into an anchor tag. Um, and and yeah. certainly Google has said numerous times, you know, go go on either side of the anchor itself, you know, four, five, six words out on either end. That's going to also affect you know, what the link is about, too. It's not like it just reads the keywords. It reads the whole sentence around it.
0: Another one that I thought was worth noting was number 10. Create a user interface that prioritizes the user experiences. The search perspective on things like page load time aren't as important as how the user responds, which I would, again, agree is true to a point.
3: Google's pushing the whole uh, site speed... Issue and, and they're, they're having their own service for that, and there's all kinds of tools and Apache plugins and modules and, and whatnot. Um, you know, the truth is, no one really knows exactly what weight each one of these ranking factors has. They're both ranking factors. Um, you, I can you tell can, you why there's a difference. Sure, go ahead.
0: Microsoft's view and uh, Google's view, because Google's getting into the mobile market. Microsoft isn't quite there yet. Google has to care and has to care now.
3: Uh, you know, I, I'll agree and, and, and disagree at the same time. Bing wants to, Microsoft wants to get into the mobile market, and I'll, I'll be honest, their iPad app is one of the best things I've seen ever. And I, I've i got a Zoom, I've got an iPad, I've got an Android phone, and I've got a MacBook. I am not a Mac fanboy, and I really hate my my iPad. But man, oh man, that, that Bing for iPad app makes me want to use the iPad more than anything else. And they're trying to throw things together as far as... Um, Maybe they're not giving you the same 10 blue links, but they're trying to get uh, more social sites and, and the whole open table thing and, and trying to, you know, the, the bing in the side kind of thing, what they're doing. They're, they're trying to make it more, um, we're going to help you make choices for you. I think that kind of goes along with, they're not, doing, they're not doing mobile well, but they're trying to do mobile where you do less clicks and less touch points, if you will, for, for mobile and trying to help you make a decision and, and read your mind faster so you don't click a blue link and then go to something else and then eventually get to what you want. But more so yeah. you can say, okay, you know, you looked for this, and it could mean one of these five things that are, all have these sublinks, and, and with one touch you're there, or it's integrated in the results. So, But um, the, the user actually, experience... That, you know what, Tom,
0: that was a great point, and I just want to touch on that. Webmasters, think about that stuff. Honestly, think about how, how many touches a user has to make to get from point A to point B. That's uh, going to become,
3: become more and more important, important now. Yeah, well, it's more and more important with the touch thing now because how many people have a, have a device in their hand that is always as fast as they want it to be and never waits for it once you press the touch? You know, you never wait for anything to pop up. And if you hit the wrong one by accident or fat-finger it or whatever, you know, that's that, that becomes an issue. But now here's where, going back to point number nine about the schema.org markup and, you know, whatever markup you use, whatever rich snippet you use, that's where this becomes more important. And, and while Google says it's important and they got those dozen now site links that that show up for the top result there now Bing has been using those for a while to pull in that information like OpenTable and all the other relevant so to speak uh, touch points that go with a search query
0: um touch on the plural of anchor tags
2: (laughs) Okay. Exactly? okay, you, you were going to take there. I said uh, something that is worth noting, and, and sometimes when you read between the lines, you pick up on things. In point seven, um, which we touched on, something I thought it, it's worth noting, um, is that the focus on keyword relevant anchor tags up. And the, I think the, the plural there is also a, a, an important point, because uh, we talked about the overuse. They actually touch on it there, that, yeah, don't jam you know, I, I'm trying to rank for whatever acne treatment. Don't jam 100% of your links in on, on this one anchor text. They touch on it there and go, you know, this is a plural. This isn't a singular. Go for the relevant
3: phrases. Well, uh, okay, it's, uh, it's the long tail, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah de- gentlemen, gentlemen who walked guys, in? <laughs> uh,
0: you dudes, dudes, we're, we're going to get in so much trouble here. we got to leave it at that. We have Big Bruce, uh, SEM Synergy, uh, Bruce Clay, Virginia Nasi, and... Elizabeth S. Brons are coming up right after us. Actually, right after the news, which is coming up right after us. About 30 seconds. Any last words, sir? Wow,
3: that's that's a short amount of time to say it. Um, no, I mean, uh, use your good practices. Uh, <laughs> use your good practices. Don't put a black use hat on... Button for that. Yeah, you know, don't put a black hat on anything that can't talk back to you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking a dinner, Tom, in the Pope Room.
3: Yeah, Tom, <laughs> me too.
0: <laughs> okay, I... Thank you, John. Tom Craver, thank you so much for joining us with Webcology. Um, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk-Inc or Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. you've been listening to Webcology and webmasterradio.fm, stay tuned. We've got great stuff coming up on the network, and we'll be back next week.